With Michigan winning it all and Ohio State with its all-hands-on-deck approach trying to get back to the top, who among the four Pac-12 teams that are coming to the Big Ten who has the best chance at early success? I think it's Oregon. I'm going to tell you why right now. Lockdown Big Ten. Here we go. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. It's all part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. We're going to talk about the possibility of the Ducks being on top at the Big Ten in 2024, plus more roster news and scheduling news around the Big Ten, some basketball too, and our picks at the end of the show to close out the week. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. I think Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks are in the best position of the four new Pac-12 teams that are coming to the Big Ten to have immediate success. I have several reasons for that as well. Some of you may be going, well, hey, what about Washington? They just made it to the national championship. Yeah, we'll get to all that in due time right here. Look, the first reason is because in the last 24 hours, Oregon managed to keep Lanning from going to Alabama to replace Nick Saban, who just suddenly retired on Wednesday. There were a lot of people that thought that Lanning was on their short list, and uh, I believe they made a call or two to gain some interest. But let's talk about Lanning here for a second because he uh, he's staying. He's staying at Oregon, released a statement, said, hey, just everybody calm down. I am staying at Oregon. Uh, this was the same thing that happened a few weeks ago when Texas A&M fired Jimbo Fisher, the Aggies reached out, thought the landing might come immediately. And he said, look, I'm not leaving for a and got, I've got everything I need right here at Oregon. You know, I'm happy. I'm good to go. Guy makes $8 million a year. He's doing pretty good. So uh, he's got a lot of reasons to stay. The grass is not always greener everywhere else. Plus, they got it rolling there at Oregon. They're winning. They got they got Nike money. It's all good. So apparently he stuck to his guns as well. Gave pretty much the same response to the good folks at Tuscaloosa when they called wanting to see about his services as well. All right. And look, it's easy to see why teams might be interested in him. He's only 37 years old. And in just two years at Oregon, he's gone 22 and five. It's pretty good. Of course, beat Liberty soundly. 45 to six in the Fiesta Bowl. That was on New Year's Day, and it capped off a nice 12 and two seasons. So things are going pretty well. Why go jump over to Alabama, where if you like lose two games in your first year, you're going to be in the hot seat? He's got it rolling in Oregon right now. The second reason I see Oregon have some success in the Big Ten is they actually play defense. You know, I talk about that a lot here on Lockdown Big Ten. And I mentioned a lot how the top four teams in the entire country, not the Big Ten, the top four teams in the country, 
defensively were Big Ten teams in, in scoring defense and six of the top 20. Let's face it, the Pac-12 is not known for good defense. In fact, it's known for poor defense, known for scoring points, having quarterbacks and high point totals, and uh, also giving up a lot of points, shootouts, really. But Oregon was a team that had a pretty good scoring defense. In fact, they were in the top 10. So in my opinion, that gives them the leg up on the new Pac-12 teams joining the Big Ten. They could play some of the same style of football. And along those lines, Lanning is very confident, maybe even a little cocky. You know, he was asked if the Big 12 teams coming over are going to have to adjust to the Big Ten's defensive style. He said, no, Big Ten is going to have to adjust to us coming over. We'll see about that. I mean, Michigan may have given everybody a sneak preview of what lies ahead, the way they played Washington in the national championship. But it's all good. We're excited about it. You guys are excited about it. I think these teams are excited about it as well. So, look, Dan Lanning's got it rolling, and he is coming to the Big Ten, and he is going to be ready to compete, and I think more so than the other teams that are coming as well. So, and let's not forget, his roster is absolutely loaded. They're good. They're really good. Now, they lose quarterback Bo Nix. That's certainly a big loss. But they're bringing in Oklahoma transfer Dylan Gabriel at quarterback and also UCLA transfer Dante Moore. He's a former five-star recruit who played in nine games as a freshman this past season. So reloading with a nice quarterback room. A lot of things to look forward to at Oregon. So they're good whether they're in the Pac-12 or whether they're in the Big Ten. They're going to be a competitive football team in 2024. Now, why do I say Oregon has the best chance of the four teams coming over to the Big Ten from the Pac-12? Well, I just gave you all the reasons why Oregon has a leg up. Let's talk about some of the other teams here. Washington certainly had a great year, made it to the national championship, and they lose a bunch of skill players going to the NFL, including Michael Penix, a quarterback, and all of his leading receivers. They're all going to be playing in the NFL next year. So um there's nothing official at the time that we put this podcast together but things could change at any moment kaylin DeBoer may be the next man up or the next candidate up for the alabama job just just watch out I and mean, by the time this airs by the time you watch this i don't know alabama had nick saban retire make his announcement on wednesday and then the school said they hope to have the position filled within 72 hours. That's by Saturday. Certainly maybe by the end of the weekend. And isn't, isn't that remarkable? Really? I mean, this is the biggest job in college football, and it's going to be open and closed within three days. Tells me that, you know, Saban and a few key people knew about it for a little while. They had their short list ready to go. But left and right, people that are um, interested or thought to be interested in the job, Dan Lanning, uh, Lane Kiffin, these guys have already said, no, we're good. We got our own program rolling. Why do we want to jump ship here and go to Alabama where the expectations are probably unreal? So, uh, and they're all making good money where they're at too. So it's not like, hey, we're going to pay you what we paid Nick Saban. I, I don't know if they would or not. Anyway, um, Kalen DeBoer may be uh, on that list. I don't know what his interest is. I think Alabama is interested in him. And again, it's a fluid situation. By the time you're watching this podcast, we may have the answer to that, but we'll find out. We'll keep uh, keep an eye on all of that. Um, so look, he's going to have a fairly depleted roster there at Washington. 
he's the hottest name in coaching right now, other than, you know, Jim Harbaugh or something like that. Maybe now's the time to strike when the iron is hot at Alabama. Maybe not. But anyway, I think Washington may take a half a step back this year because they're going to lose so much talent to the NFL. How about Southern Cal? They lose quarterback Caleb Williams, but Miller Moss stepped up out of the blue, basically, and uh, in the bowl game, threw for 372 yards and six touchdowns in the Holiday Bowl and their win over Louisville, was named the game MVP, and suddenly things aren't looking so bleak at Southern Cal at the quarterback position. I mean, you lose a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, and you got a guy threw six touchdowns out in his first big game. Pretty good, but USC more so than maybe any other team in the Pac-12. They can put up points, but they give up points. Every one of their games was 45-41. That's not going to fly in the Big Ten. Lincoln Riley's got to play some defense. He finally changed defensive coordinators this year. You know, he brought his old defensive coordinator with him from Oklahoma, stuck with him thick and thin, and finally couldn't do it anymore. They were just giving up too many points. So big improvement has to take place for the Trojans on defense if they want to compete in the Big Ten. They could score, uh, but they're going to be in a shootout every week. That's very un-Big Ten-like. So the other school, UCLA, honestly, look, they finished the season in the middle of the Pac-12. They were 8-5 and five overall. That's good. 4-5 and five in the conference. Very mediocre. Chip Kelly was 9-4 and four the year before. Uh, they lost their quarterback. I told you he transferred uh, to Oregon. I, I, I really don't know what to say about UCLA and Willoughby. I figured they'll be middle of the pack in the Big Ten, just like they were in the Pac-12. I don't see the Bruins jumping out to the top of the Big Ten and competing there anytime soon. Just my opinion. So, yeah, Oregon, I think they're in good shape. And they'll be up there with the Michigans and the Ohio States and the Penn States. Anybody else? Anybody else we're leaving out? Anyway, that's what I think. What do you think? We'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out on Twitter or X at TalkBig10, number 10. And reach out to us also on our website, talkbig10number10.com. And also, don't forget, uh, you can hit us up on comments on YouTube as well. We got a lot of news bouncing around from team to team around the Big Ten. Some roster news, things coming up. Scheduling for Michigan State, they got to tweak that. We'll get into that and a little bit of basketball as well. And we'll have our picks, basketball, Big Ten hoops, at the end of this podcast. So hang around for that for weekend basketball. So all that is coming up right here on Locked On Big Ten. The NFL season is over. We enjoyed it. It was great. We're in the postseason now. That doesn't mean you can't get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app has so many different areas for you to do creative things in addition to money line and point spreads and point totals, prop bets. They have live uh, same game parlays. They've got uh, bets in the new Explore tab. You can come navigate through that. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, pairing suggestions for you, all that. Best way to find popular parlays. It's all good. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet an absolute layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's get into it. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every day. And you everydayers that make us go, really appreciate it. Spread the word. To everybody that we're out here, I know you know a Big Ten fan or alum. Tell them about us. Let's grow. Let's keep growing. Things on fire. Love it. Uh, meanwhile, subscribe down below, please, if you haven't. It really helps us. And tell your friends to subscribe, too. Or you can share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, no matter where you get this podcast. It always helps us out. We really appreciate it. Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. Or as I like to say, your teams every day since we cover them all. All right. There is one less team in the competition for Jim Harbaugh's services in the NFL should he decide to go there. Largely, the conversation has been that it would be uh, Chargers, Raiders, Bears. Okay. I've never bought it into the Bears. Now, the Bears, that was a team he used to play for. And they announced this week that they are going to stick with Matt Eberflus for one more year. So that's out. And again, the Bears have long been mentioned as a possibility for Jim Harbaugh if he wanted to go back to the NFL, given his history with the team, given the location in the Midwest. And the job is attractive for a new coach to come in uh, because the Bears have the Carolina Panthers draft pick because of a trade and the Panthers were the worst team in the league this year. So the Bears have the number one pick in the draft. Based on their own subpar season, they also have the number nine pick in the draft. So two of the top nine uh, draft picks in the draft, very attractive for somebody uh, coming in who wants to start over and do things differently. However, as I mentioned, I never really bought into Harbaugh to Chicago because former Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is now the president of the team. And I was never under the impression that Harbaugh and Warren have had a very warm and fuzzy relationship. So I, I never bought into that. So. Look, the Chargers, I think there's some there there. The Raiders, Mark Davis is a fan of Harbaugh's. I, I think, but I think it comes down to those two teams if Harbaugh wants to leave for the NFL. And look, having two teams with interest instead of one creates a tremendous uh, amount of leverage for Harbaugh. That and also the $120 million contract extension he has sitting on his desk in Ann Arbor. So there, that would be third, a third team interested. Man, it is good to be Jim Harbaugh right now. Good. He can just pick and choose whatever he wants to do. We'll keep you posted on how things develop there. Meanwhile, Michigan State quarterback Aiden Childs. Remember, he came over, Jonathan Smith. He was at, they were both at Oregon State. Talked him into coming over when he accepted the Michigan State job. And Childs, of course, was a former top 60 recruit out of high school and a top quarterback available in the transfer portal. So this was a nice get for Smith at East Lansing, right? He has since added another quarterback to the roster, one with experience and some success, Tommy Schuster. He is coming from North Dakota. He's from uh, Mako, Michigan, as a matter of fact. So he's coming home to play. He's excited about it. He was uh, North Dakota's all-time record holder in touchdowns and passing yards. So competition in the quarterback room. How does Aiden Childs feel about it? Hey, he was recruited to come there and transfer from Oregon State. Now you're bringing another guy to compete with me? Fine. At least... If you listen to 
Aiden Child's dad and what he thinks about it. He's on social media. And what does he think about the crowded quarterback room there at Michigan State? He says, look, competition builds character. Experience in the room is good for all involved. Gotta work, exclamation point. So if the dad feels that way, good chance the kid feels that way. I like it. A lot of these kids run from competition these days and are always transferring in and out. These guys are transferring in. They're ready to go. They're ready to battle, ready to push each other, ready to help each other. That's going to be a good quarterback room for Michigan State this year. Speaking of Michigan State, they got to find a new home opponent for their schedule 2024. Louisiana has bailed on them. They were on the schedule. They were supposed to come to East Lansing on September 14th for a game there, but apparently Louisiana is bailing because they they want to play Wake Forest on September 28th at Wake Forest. So presumably Louisiana out of the Sun Belt has too many games on its schedule right now. So they got to cut somebody. And they probably have a better chance of winning against Wake Forest than they do against Michigan State, maybe. Maybe, maybe against neither. I don't know. But that's what they're going to do. So now all of a sudden the Spartans – here we are uh, a few months out of the season. These things are done years in advance. They got to scramble and find somebody. They said they'll make an announcement as soon as they have a replacement. They do open up the regular season August 31st versus Florida Atlantic. Okay. It's, it's great. We're talking about scheduling already for next year. We just barely finished the last season. And here we go. Ready. All excited to get through the spring and summer and uh, get to the schedule. Nebraska football. They got a little surprise. Uh, they got an offensive lineman transfer uh, commit to Nebraska that I don't think they were really expecting. So Micah Mascua is coming from Florida. Now, Matt Rule and company, they tried to get him last year when he left Baylor. He started 11 games for the Gators this year, but he's moving on. And he's willing to come. Nebraska wasn't prepared to offer him or anything because they've been working hard uh, with other players trying to get him in. And he's willing to come without a scholarship as a walk-on. And uh, the Nebraska staff didn't even know the kid was going to make an announcement. All of a sudden, they find out he's coming. He's coming for free. How about that? You know, when you think about that, here's a kid that was at Baylor and was leaving and was thinking between Nebraska and Florida and whoever else. Chose Florida. Okay, whatever. Kind of reminds me of uh, Dylan Rayola's situation, the five-star quarterback. He was going to go to one school. Then he said, oh, I'm going to go to Georgia. Nebraska was only always in the mix, but they always coming up short. He's going to go to Georgia. And then all of a sudden, the last minute, changes his mind, he's coming back to Nebraska. So, yeah, it seems to me that the Nebraska staff, they're making very favorable uh, impressions on these young kids or their families. Even if these kids decide to go somewhere else, they're coming back. They're going, well, you know what? I remember my visits with, with Matt Rule, and those guys. At I remember that. That was pretty cool. If it's not working out here, I'm going to go there. If it's happening multiple times, it means that Matt Rule and a staff, they're doing something right. Just a little heads up there out of Lincoln, Nebraska, giving you a shout out. All right, if you're watching this, as you know, we release our podcasts each and every day. The audio comes out at 4 in the morning. You can listen to it anytime during the day. The video comes out at 6. This is this is the Friday podcast. Friday night, men's basketball. Tonight in the Big Ten. 12-3 and three Minnesota is at Indiana. A little Indi uh, Indiana 11-5. That's on FS1 tonight, 6.30 p.m. Indiana, much better at home than they are on the road but very up and down this year. Minnesota, 12-3, and three, great start to the season. Nebraska, 
They are 13 and three, taking on Iowa at uh, at Iowa. Iowa nine and six. That's a 9:30 game on the Big Ten Network. So you got some hoops to watch on your Friday night. And uh, I also want to tell you about Locked On because we have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And it's called Locked On Sports Today. And it's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day, all the uh, local experts and Locked On uh, on the Locked On Network and national shows like this one, Locked On Big Ten, air on that channel. Just a constant feed every half hour. There's a new one updates with what's going on throughout the day it's pretty slick uh so go to lockdown sports today after you're done with us subscribe there after you subscribe here and you'll be good to go all right we will take a look at our picks we always do we used to do pick skin picks we're gonna do basketball picks there's uh half a dozen games on the slate in the big 10 friday saturday sunday we're gonna take a look at them we're gonna go on the record and see who we think is going to win all that is coming up in one minute right here on lockdown big 10 Have you been to a game lately? Have you been to any event lately that requires a ticket? You need to check out Game Time and get the Game Time app. It is cool. It takes all the worry and hassle out of getting tickets. You decide you want to go, then you're like, I got to get tickets. Go to Game Time. It's fast and easy. Great way to buy tickets for not only sporting events, music, comedy, theater, whatever you got going on in town, you can get tickets right there. Uh, They got killer last-minute deals, all prices, views from your seat that you're about to buy right there on your phone takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets it's very easy it's very simple i do like the view thing from your seat i think that that is cool as well and game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on your tickets got deals right up to the start of the event in fact you can even get tickets up to an hour after it starts it's it's great. It is fantastic. Here's what you need to do. Take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, and the redeem code is Locked On. L O C K E D O N. Locked On. Twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check it out today and save. All right, it's time for our picks. Time to go on the record. And I'm going to put these on screen for you. And if you're on audio, I will describe them in detail. At least I will try to. Uh, we had a great record with football. Basketball is a little hit and miss. Basketball is a little hard to find out, uh, figure out in the beginning. But we're starting to get into the flow of the Big Ten season with the Big Ten schedule and all that and kind of getting uh, able to figure out who's who. Although you never know. A team goes on a road, anything can happen. So let's put it on the stage or on, on our uh, on our screen here, full screen, and let's check it out here. Let me get a couple things rolling for you here and get that out of the way. Uh, here we go. All right. The six games. This These are Friday, Saturday. And Sunday, let's start with the Friday night games. A couple of them we just talked about a minute ago briefly. But Minnesota is at Indiana. Indiana 11-5, Minnesota 12-3. and uh, Minnesota's coming off a win on Sunday against Maryland. The Hoosiers lost to Rutgers uh, a couple of games. I'm, the Hoosiers, if they're at home, 
they're decent. If they're on the road, they struggle. This one's at home at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. This is 6.30, FS1, Friday night. I'm going to give a slight edge to the Hoosiers. Again, they play better. Xavier Johnson plays a lot better at point at home than he does on the road. Uh, give this one to the Hoosiers. Nebraska is at Iowa. This is a 9.30 game, Eastern time, by the way, on the Big Ten Network. Nebraska at 11-3, Iowa 9-6. Iowa with a slow start in Big Ten play. They did get a win versus Rutgers last Saturday, their first conference win. Nebraska, a win over number one ranked Purdue. Look, I'm, I watched uh, I watched Indiana, Nebraska last week, and, uh, man, they can shoot. They are tough at home. And then number one, Purdue goes in there and gets beat. I think we need to start paying attention to this Nebraska basketball team. I wouldn't be surprised if they're ranked pretty soon. They, um, they're pretty good. And again, shooting is their, uh, is their strength. So I'm going to take Nebraska in this one over Iowa on Friday night. All right, let's go to Saturday where we've got Northwestern at 15th ranked Wisconsin, both teams coming in this game at 12 and three, you know, Northwestern, whether they have boo Booey against Penn States uh, had 17 points. And uh, eight assists in that game. Brooks Barnheiser, career high, 23 points. I think it was a season high, not a career high. 23 points, nevertheless, in that Penn State game. At number 15, Wisconsin. By the way, this is uh, Saturday at noon on the Big Ten Network. Max Klesman for Wisconsin, 18 points versus Ohio State in a win there. So, um, boy, I think this is a tough one. I'm going to... I'm going to pick Wisconsin and hold my breath just because they're at home. No disrespect to Northwestern. Am I going to be surprised if Northwestern comes out with a dub on this? No, I am not. Let's go to Penn State. This is a 2:15 tip off on the Big Ten Network. Uh, I'm sorry, it's at Purdue. Penn State at number one, Purdue. Purdue at 14 and two. I just told you Purdue just lost at Nebraska. Their other loss is at Northwestern. Those are two the two losses for the season. Penn State at eight and eight, but I think coming back home at Purdue, Purdue wins this one pretty easily. That's what I think. Uh, they got a lot of people that can score and they play some pretty good defense, obviously. That's uh, why they're number one. Meanwhile, we've got uh, Rutgers on Sunday at Michigan State, both teams at nine and six. That's a noon game on the Big Ten Network, by the way. And uh, Rutgers defense, pretty good. Michigan State, a little up and down. It looked like Michigan State was coming out of their doldrums a little bit. In fact, I think they had a five-game win streak until they lost this past week, so that was snapped. I'm going by memory on that, but it seems like Tom Izzo's team's finally getting it together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Michigan State the edge at home on this one and then capping off the Big Ten Network doubleheader, Maryland at 9-6 and six at number 10-ranked Illinois. Um, they are at 11-3. and three. Of course, uh, Illinois with their Thursday night game there against Michigan State, but yeah, they got Maryland here on Sunday, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Fighting Illini and that one at home. All right, so those are the picks going into the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I have a dozen games for you to check out. Also, don't forget, just for fun, uh, the Lady Hawkeyes of Iowa taking on the Indiana Lady Hoosiers, 7.30 national TV on FS1. Check that one out. That's going to be both teams are ranked. Caitlin Clark, very exciting to watch. That's a game you'll want to see on Saturday night. If you're flipping around, maybe you're watching the 
NFL playoffs at the same time, back and forth. Just thought I'd let you know that that was then on uh, national TV. It's pretty cool. Many ways for you to interact with me. I always enjoy it. Don't forget, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at uh, X at TalkBig10, number 10. Also, the website, TalkBig10.com. You can also get some uh, Big Ten swag and ticket stuff there, so uh, ticket information. Um, but um, it's all right there, and especially the swag stuff. You want to check it out. It's, it's stuff like this. Yeah, very cool. Um, also. Uh, don't forget, you can hit me up in the comments on YouTube as well. Uh, so interact with me there. I'm going to be checking that out throughout the whole weekend. Be sure to subscribe before you go, please. That helps us out. And you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And don't forget, Lockdown has launched the uh, first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Today, 24-7. Maybe you'll catch us again on the Encore Performance. So go check that out. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend. We'll keep an eye on everything that's going on. We'll be back to talk to you again first thing Monday morning. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. For Locked On Big Ten, I'm Craig Scheman. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.